Hey, church, have you ever waited for something that was going to change your life? Yeah, in many ways, this year has been a year of waiting. Yeah, at times, locked down, constrained, confined in our own walls, uncertain of what's to come, but waiting and wanting change. Well, the disciples, after Jesus' ascension, were waiting, locked down in Jerusalem, anxious, excited, maybe, (laughs) definitely uncertain of the future. It was the Feast of Pentecost, a time when Jewish pilgrims from all over the ancient world were in the city, and then suddenly the Holy Spirit comes. And so we're going to pick up the story today in Acts chapter 2, just as the disciples are waiting. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hey, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the gift of your spirit and thank you for your word. And as we take these moments together now, would you challenge us and encourage us, fill us afresh with your spirit. Amen. Hey, it's an amazing and dramatic moment and a turning point in history. God pours out his Holy Spirit on the first disciples and the walls come down. 
They burst out onto the streets with the good news about Jesus and thousands respond and begin to form new communities of generosity and worship and celebration, communities that we have come to know as church. And so we're going to chew over this story a little bit together because there's a lot going on here and there are some vivid images painted here for us in Acts, which we're going to need to look back through scripture for in order to understand. Uh, First, it's the wind and the fire. Now, verse two and three, we read a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and what seemed to be tongues of fire came to rest on each of them. Now, this is a direct illusion to the ancient stories about God's glorious, fiery presence filling the tabernacle and the temple. And it's also connected to the old prophetic promises that God would come and live by his spirit in a new temple of the new and restored kingdom. And so here at Pentecost, we see God's fiery presence come to dwell not in a building, but in his people. The writer of Acts wants us to know that God's new temple promised by the prophets is in fact Jesus's new family, the people of Jesus. And as a result, encountering God is no longer reserved for just a few special people in special places at special times. And now God's spirit comes within us. So so wherever the people of God are, that is where he is too. Now the message of Pentecost is the walls are coming down. And has there ever been a better time to know that the church has nothing to do with walls, with, with buildings? You know, I don't know where you're watching this from today. And I wish I was with you in person right now, uh, not on the other side of a screen. But isn't it great to know that we don't need a special building or even an official gathering in order to encounter Jesus. Now, the psalmist famously wrote, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Jesus is with you. It doesn't matter where you are or who you're with or not with. Jesus's promise is never to leave you because his spirit is in you. Pentecost was when the walls came down, when God broke out of his temple. So let's not put him back in the box. You know, I think that's what we often try and do. You know, on, on many levels, I guess it seems easier to relate to a God who is predictably where we want him to be, doing the things that we think he should do. A God that we can choose to visit on a Sunday if we want. Yeah, but if this season has taught us anything, it, it's that the Holy Spirit cannot be contained. And even if our buildings close, The church is alive. God is on the move. And my prayer is that this 
Pentecost, the Spirit would continue to break down our walls of confinement. The limits that we put on God and ourselves. And instead, that we might experience the wind and the fire. The disturbing, disruptive dynamism of the divine who dwells in you. And this all links to the second thing that we see here in this passage. Now, when the prophets promised that when God came to dwell uh, in his new temple, he would reunify all the tribes of Israel, his people, under the promised saviour king. And that all uh, the good news of God's reign would then go out and be announced to all nations. It's interesting in this account in Acts, uh, where it describes in detail the the international multi-tribal makeup of all the Israelites who were there at Pentecost and who respond to Peter's message. Now, we need to know that, that what happened at Pentecost wasn't just about a personal encounter with God. It was communal. And more than that, it was an act of unity, or what we might call today ecumenism, which is basically the principle of promoting unity among the global church. Now, the truth is, the church has some horrible history. And of course, the main problem with the church is that it's full of people. And we are really good at building walls, at creating divisions. And there have been some big moments of fracture in the church, yeah, like the great schism yeah, between the East and the West in the 11th century, where we saw the formation of a distinctive Orthodox church. And then there was the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century, which, which challenged the authority of the Catholic church. And we saw the rise of Anglicanism and, and what was the beginning of, I guess, the modern era of the church, which, which really is defined by denominationalism or division, basically. You know, it's, it's confusing and it's heartbreaking and it's a direct contradiction to Jesus's own prayer. He prayed that all of them, and that's us, he's praying about the church, that all of them may be one father just as you are in me and i am in you may they also be in us so that the world might believe that you have sent me now how will the world see the love of jesus if if they look at the church and see only division yeah, but the message of Pentecost is that the walls are coming down. And I believe that God is doing something fresh in our generation, knitting back together his broken church. Yeah, it's remarkable and exciting when you, when you look around and see the way that churches are partnering with one another today. Back in the middle of uh, last year, you might remember when the UK church's version of the song The Blessing 
was released on YouTube. And we were able to get involved along with over 65 other churches and Christian organizations to make a Holy Spirit-inspired statement of worship and unity. It, it was amazing. And at the end of this message, I'd love to share with you a new track that has just been released at the leadership conference a couple of weeks ago. Another huge collaboration of different churches from all over the globe, choosing to work together and pray for the healing of the world. And this is a, a key value for us at St. Paul's. You know, I believe that God has given us a mandate for generous partnership to collaborate closely with others who look like us and those who don't for the sake of Jesus's kingdom. You know, one of the core pillars of our vision is to plant churches. And two years ago, we had the huge privilege of resourcing two new plants. You know, first, uh, we sent out Jason and Pam and their team to plant Kingdom Roots, an independent, charismatic, evangelistic discipleship movement based in Limehouse, just down the road from where we are in East London. And then there was the wonderful Father Bernard, an amazing Catholic priest uh, sent from the Archdiocese of Vienna to spend six months with us here in East London, learning from, from all of you and building a team before planting back into a Catholic parish context. You know, this is the Holy Spirit breaking down walls. And excitingly, we are, we're in conversation with the Catholic Church in Vienna about how we might be able to do more. You know, my prayer is that this Pentecost, the Spirit would continue to break down our walls of division. And in a time when popularism and polarization seem more present than ever in our nation and, and global politics and, and in the media, the church needs to be different. We need to be different. Yeah, and the message of Pentecost is that we are. The walls are coming down and the God who lives in us cannot be contained. And it's by his grace that we can stand united. Yeah, immersed in Jesus's presence, those first disciples broke out onto the streets and began calling others to acknowledge Jesus as their saviour. Peter, who just weeks before had denied all knowledge of Jesus, was now out there letting everyone he could know that Jesus was alive and that the promised Holy Spirit had been poured out. And it says at the end of that chapter in verse 38, you know, Peter boldly says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's a gift that is still available to us today. You know, and all you need to do is, is turn and trust in Jesus, who loves you just like he loved those first disciples.
and he wasn't going to leave them lost and locked down. Jesus, who died to rescue us from ourselves, to forgive us from every selfish act and thought, past, present and future. If you have never turned to trust in Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to do that now. And then to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to lead you in a short prayer that says, sorry, thank you and please, which if you would like, I encourage you to echo for yourself. Jesus, I'm sorry for turning away from you and for my selfishness, for the ways that I don't show love. Thank you that you died and rose again in order that I might be forgiven. Help me to follow you, to love and to live life in all of its fullness. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. And for those of you that know Jesus, I encourage you to receive him afresh today. You might wanna open your hands wherever you are as a sign that you're ready to receive. You know, there's nothing magic in this. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, but sometimes it's great to make a physical act just to say, yes, Jesus, I'm ready. I want to receive from you. So may you experience the uncontainable fire of God. And for those of you who feel constrained physically, mentally, spiritually, may you know the freedom of the Spirit. Break down the walls, blow through us, shake us, move us. Jesus, may we become the church that you desire us to be. Unite us, empower us for your glory. Amen. And now let's join together with churches from all over the world in the power of the Spirit and pray for the healing of our world. He's got the whole in his hands. He's got the whole in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Sari dunia ko usne thama hai. No morning days
this life that we're living With prayer and petition, we're asking you to be with us There's a future for every one of your children We know you're close, you're not distant Some know that you're 